All right. Happy uh, end of the Labor Day weekend. This is another episode of Startup Mindsets Podcast. As always, I'm Dan, the host here. And I uh, want to give a shout out to the co-host, Earl. He just had a daughter over the weekend, so he couldn't come. But uh, big, big kudos to him. Um, and today we're talking to another super awesome entrepreneur. Charisma Eve is the CEO and founder of Guild Forum. Um, they're an all-in-one 3D print on-demand jewelry design tech company uh, and manufacturing platform. They empower creators from concept to creation. Uh, Charisma is part of Backstage Capital. So if uh, anyone's familiar with like Arlen Hamilton and um, the work that she's doing at that, their, at that VC firm, I'm pretty sure Charisma can, can speak to that in uh, the episode. But I uh, just want to welcome Charisma into the show and you know say, say what's up. Welcome Charisma from, is it Detroit? Yeah. Um, hi, Dan. Thank you so much for having me. Um, really excited to be here. No, yeah, absolutely. Super, I'm super excited about this. I guess like how we always begin the podcast is uh, we just get to know the host and the company. But um, I guess like that introduction doesn't really like paint the real picture. So um, wh- where are you from and like what's uh, what's your background? Yeah, so I am born and raised in Detroit. I'm currently located in Detroit. Um, and prior to starting Guild Farm, I started off my career um, as a jewelry designer, uh, making jewelry by hand, precious metal jewelry by hand in my basement in Detroit. Um, and one thing led to another Um, or 50 other things. And I was able to um, build this global brand by showcasing collections during Paris Fashion Week, the jewelry being sold in renowned international uh, retail stores all around the world. Um, And uh, that's actually what actually um, started my journey into building the um, first all-in-one jewelry design and manufacturing platform that empowers creators uh, and makers to create jewelry from concept to creation, starting with a sketch. Yeah, yeah, that sounds so, so like, um, kind of wild. Just like I don't even know how anyone would begin their career in jewelry or tech in the same time. Um, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, kind of like I guess like my first question would be like, what what got you into the luxury goods or jewelry space? Just since uh, that's some space that most people kind of have to either discover on their own. Did you like read magazines? Did you have friends? Did you have like family that was uh, big into it? Or did you just um, walk in a jewelry store and you said, this is my life and how did it go from there? Yeah, um, that's a great question. So I um, got started in jewelry by, um, I just like love making things. Um, And so actually prior to starting a jewelry, I was um, making clothing, I was sewing, and I was making this artisanal blazer, and the blazer needed buttons, and I had this vision for buttons, they needed to be in sterling silver, they needed to have this like, you know, this handmade, like textured, sculptural feel, and I was like, okay, I need to find sterling silver buttons in the vision of exactly what I want. Um, And so I was like, that does not exist. And so (laughs) I actually started um, figuring out how to make it. I taught myself the process of silversmithing and, um, you know, went through that journey of making these buttons. And upon making these buttons for this garment, I was like, oh, this is amazing. Um, I actually never completed the blazer. 
Um, and I just went full into um, metal smithing and silver smithing and, um, you know, just fell in love with the process of jewelry making. So being able to, I don't know, have this idea and um, to be able to like form it through molten metal is something that's in, in just so incredible and, ma and magical to me. And so um, naturally, I just like gravitated toward that. Um, and ended up building this like, you know, manufacturing operation in this basement where I'm playing with fire, pouring molten metal, um, pouring molten <laughs> precious metal um, in the hood of Detroit in this basement. Uh yeah, yeah, the hood of Detroit. Really, like three one three or like, like yeah, proper, <laughs> proper. Yeah, yeah west side <laughs> of Detroit. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. I've I've got to um, I've got to go to Detroit one day. Just I, I don't know. It seems like a place with something that something to, somewhere to be. You know, um, how I, like I I'm 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 like not like a I wouldn't say like a jewelry aficionado or like someone who knows too much. Like I don't even have earrings, but it's such a big market, right? Like with people who, um, you know, just want memorabilia or things that it's, it's like part of life, like jewelry is art and it's part of life. Like, um, what, uh, I guess like what, uh, wh where'd you get the idea for guilt form now? Just since, you know, you, you were just talking about making jewelry, but now there's like a need that people have, um, to, to customize their own, uh pieces and and kind of like bring it into their business and or just uh for other people that they they want to give jewelry to and things like that like how did uh how did how did you get the idea for for guilt form particularly yeah so um guilt form started off from my own experience so as i was building this global brand um, in this basement, showcasing collections during Paris Fashion Week, I was designing, I was producing, I was fulfilling orders for wholesale accounts, I was fulfilling orders for direct-to-consumer sales, um, I was literally wearing all of the hats. And as I started to, you know, gain this traction and this demand, I started to also become overwhelmed. Um, and I experienced what we call champagne problems where, you know, we're experiencing this growth, but at the same time, I wasn't able to meet the demand by making everything myself um, and trying to be the, um, just be everything to, to the business. And so I realized there was an opportunity to create a solution that um, would enhance and expand my window um, of uh, my window of uh, my zone of genius and really tap into that, right? So if I'm designing and producing and being all the things, I was not able to really like lean into my zone of genius because I'm doing everything. And so, um, that plus I was experiencing, um, you know, just, I think that natural challenge. And so from there, I was like, well, I need to find a manufacturing partner um, to support me. I need to find a design partner and wouldn't it be great if it was all in one. Um, and so that's when I sought out um, the, the process of working with a manufacturer. So I am known to be the person to do the absolute most. 
And I did the most. And I talked <laughs> to every manufacturer in the US that I could get on the phone. I worked with several. And I realized that I was going to um, fail without having a manufacturing partner. But furthermore, I was going to fail with those manufacturing partners that I was working with and talking to. And the reason behind that is, to your point that you mentioned earlier, the jewelry industry is one of the oldest things known to humanity. We have been wearing jewelry since the beginning of our time. And so the jewelry industry had, hadn't evolved before guild form, hadn't evolved since the mid 1800s. And so from there, I was like, well, <laughs> I'm going to fail either way. And failure is not an option for me. And so I was like, well, um, the what I was experiencing, though, the problem was it was um, traditional manufacturers. Um, this old style of manufacturing led to long lead times. It was expensive. The um, barriers to entry were astronomical. Although I was an emerging brand doing extremely well, I really couldn't afford the minimums. I didn't need those minimums. And um, it just really wasn't sustainable for me. Um, and I realized overall that it wasn't sustainable any, to anybody trying to operate within the jewelry industry, which to your point, is a $330 billion industry. We all um, wear jewelry. We all know, know someone that wears jewelry. Um, and jewelry is something that is, you know, just an innate part of humanity with it being one of the most sold luxury products. Um, and so from there, I was like, well, there's this massive opportunity, not only for um, me, but also a massive opportunity for me to support and empower others who are experiencing the same issues that I was. And so I actually took some time off um, from designing and producing for my own brand. And from there, I, um, you know, went deep, deep into um, opening up Detroit's only service manufacturing facility, where we leverage 3D technology and automation to create jewelry products from scratch. And then from there, um, launching Guild Forms, print on demand, um, all in one print on demand platform that helps creators, no matter who they are, where their experience, where they're located, make jewelry starting from just an idea in the form of a sketch or a reference image. We help them transform that into a physical product. We then take it to the next step and we help them get it to market instantly um, and allow them to access amazing things like print on demand and drop shipping instant pricing to the metals market, real-time visual renderings, live production tracking, <laughs> everything with, um, you know, as it relates to designing, creating, and producing sustainable, high-quality jewelry products. Wow, yeah, that's, you know, so much. And, uh, you know, like, uh, it's kind of hard to follow all the steps, but <laughs> that's, 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 like, really incredible. Um, I guess, like, when you alluded to, like, jewelry's been around for, you know, kind of it seems like the dawn of creation um uh like what um well you know what, what's like the problem that you're solving because i feel like there's a lot of jewelry that exists and like there's designers but um are you mainly like targeting like for for example if i had the idea to like make a ring or like i don't know like make earrings or w w would it be along those lines like that type of jewelry or what kind of jewelry do you like kind of specify like chains like like, yeah. ink, like what kind of jewelry is it? So, so I, I think your question is um, the, what problem are we solving? The jewelry yeah. industry is an ancient industry. Um, and before Guild Farm, there was no easy path to creating and producing and fulfilling and selling jewelry products. 
With Guilt Form, we make it so easy for creators, no matter who you are um, or where you are, to design, produce, sell, and fulfill. Do, do you need to products. be rich, though? Because I feel like working with like gold and silver, somebody needs like, do they need like an upfront 10 grand or something? Just because I. If you work with a traditional uh, manufacturer, then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you work with a tradition, and that's where I mentioned previously why I was not able to um, successfully work with uh, traditional, old traditional manufacturers. With Guild Farm, we're on demand. So on demand, um, we're able to, um, you know, have things like no minimums. Um, and so you could produce one unit. Um, and I, I could make a piece of jewelry? Like, you think so? You like, even if I'm broke could, or- <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, with, as with any business, you do need a budget to, right. um, to especially with creating a product business, you will need a, a budget, a small budget um, when working with Guild Farm, but a budget nonetheless. And so, um, and that's again with any business that you're starting, whether it's like a not product business or um, a service based business, you need a budget to purchase a domain, to true, um, true register that, your LLC, to trademark, to do all of those things. Um, and so when you are running and operating a startup or founding a startup, you will need to invest in yourself and invest mm-hmm. into that business. And so with Guilt Form, it's the same investment. Um, the um, I, I would say like one of the amazing things with Guildform is that investment that we have um, or that you're able to, to really invest into is your designs, your intellectual property. You're able to take a sketch and turn that into a 3D model and not need the skill set. It's amazing. Um, you're tapping <laughs> into the skills of working with um, a global network of jewelry cat designers that you have right at your fingertips. Um, And then from there, you can produce um, based on, I don't know, whatever it is that you, um, based on whatever it is that you need. So an example of that is, you know, let's say you have, um, you want to create a ring, right? And you want that ring to have, you know, very sculptural Yeah, I should have a ring on me right now. I had to put it Oh, yeah, you do have, yeah, you've got a ring. So let's say you've got (laughs) a class ring, um, uh, you know, the class style ring. Um, that has, you know, a lot of details and sculpture, you can create that from scratch. Um, and, you know, depending on your budget, depending on your target audience, depending on your, um, how you want to differentiate yourself within this $330 billion industry, you can determine what um, materials you want it to pre- be produced in. Like rubies, like sapphires, like all um, these- Materials in a sense for the metal. So the ring oh, that you okay. have on is made from a metal. So it could be made in silver. It could be made in gold. It could be made in um, yellow brass and gold plated, silver with gold plated. So yeah. you can actually build <laughs> your product right on the platform. And as you're building your product, you're getting a real-time visual rendering of what that actually looks like. And you're getting real-time metal market pricing. Um, so at the same time, and also it's based on quantity. So real-time metal market p- pricing based on quantity. So you can do one unit, you can do 100 units, you can do 100,000 units, and the pricing is going to change based on the um, the amount of units that you, um, you know, order in that initial order. You also could, if you don't have, um, let's say you... Um, why not just order one to get a sample? And then from there, you can publish your product to your Shopify store, getting yeah. your product to market instantly. And get this, you, you can pay for production only when you get a sale. So you would publish really? your product, crazy. you would get the sale, Guildform would produce it, um, starting from the 3D printing process to final quality, package it up and sh- package it up in your custom packaging. 
and then ship it to the end consumer. And so now you have um, not only tapped into this creating, designing, and production process, but all, and also the fulfillment, but you also turned your business into an autopilot um, sort of format um, as, it, as it relates to running your business. And so now you can focus on something that I mentioned earlier, which was you know being tapped into your zone of genius. So whether it's marketing, whether it's sales, whether it's designing, um, while your business is on autopilot with Guildform, um, you're able to tap into the thing that you enjoy doing the most and also tap into the thing that you're really good at and also it's going to move the dial for your business. I hear you. Yeah, no, that's like so like fascinating to think that uh, that's how it would work. Like, I, I guess like it, it definitely, I mean, I guess like coming from the, you know, trying to learn about entrepreneurship perspective, that um that clear roadmap you you had print or just uh, kind of told us about that was um that that's a trial and error right like you didn't have like the perfect roadmap and like this is like what you wanted to the consumers to do um from the jump right like that that kind of just happened over uh having you know seen the process a lot of times or you know how how long did it take you for take you guys to to kind of make that that process that way like um, yeah. Um, so I think that I always had the vision, mm-hmm. um, but how that vision takes shape and form um, could, you know, could vary over time, right? So mistakes naturally will happen with any business, or we might discover something that we didn't even think about. Um, but I would say overall, when thinking about um, the vision of Guild Form, it was always to be this all-in-one um, sort of one-stop shop system that would enable and empower anybody to tap into this um, growing market known as the jewelry industry. And so, um, yeah, it was always that vision, but the road that we took, um, you know, was always going to vary. Like, I think a lot of us as, especially as entrepreneurs can relate to like, oh, we have a vision, but I didn't expect to get there um, in this way. Uh, maybe there were some twists and some turns and maybe there were some roadblocks, but um, I think the journey is never just like, you know, straight, a straight arrow. It's always some um, peaks and valleys. And, you know, I think that that's true and the same for um, any company and, yeah, and, yeah. and Guild Farm included. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. I don't think like success is linear at all in uh, life and business. Like, uh, I don't, I mean, we're kind of sold like these, <laughs> I guess like media tells us that, um, you know, go to the fancy school or, you know, go to a, get good grades and like a job will be waiting for you or like all these things. But I mean, that's, that's not the narrative that I've really been, that, that hasn't been my narrative and that hasn't been too many people's narratives. And I think like, you know, there's, there's like this, um, like painting or this, like uh what do you call it? image that's like the tip of the iceberg you only see the top and actually at the end of it at the bottom of it there were hard nights failures and close to giving up moments so mm-hmm. that's, 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 that's that. all that entrepreneurship is and it's really interesting what you're doing i think just you know from a hardware you guys are like hardware but not necessarily technology it, it, it's it's a fascinating business just since like yeah we're definitely technology yeah. <laughs> so i've developed and deployed with my team for proprietary software assets that 
um, streamline this process. So we're definitely technology and we're definitely tech-enabled manufacturing um, as well as you know e-commerce enablement. So an example of the technology, um, the technology assets that we've developed would be the Guild Form platform. Um, so the Guild Form platform but takes 3D models and based on our algorithm, like our um, proprietary algorithms, we're able to generate real-time metal market pricing through the Guild Form API. Um, we're able to um, you know, see what's happening on the production floor and give customers real-time updates on where their products are. Um, people are able to uh, dynamically create and build their products right in front of them, um, just in their, you know, just with their um, computer or, or smartphone. And um, it's an, a, a really amazing um, tool to be able to design and produce their, their products. Um, we also offer personalized roadmaps on the Guild Form dashboard. Um, so when creators are onboarding, they answer some questions and based on their responses, they um, we generate for them a personalized roadmap that gives them a step-by-step -step guide on how to achieve their specific goals as it relates to launching or scaling their jewelry company. And all of that is actually proven, um, proven steps that one needs to take in order to um, build a successful jewelry brand. And then, you know, so those are a couple of things and then publishing their products to Shopify um, as well as, you know, and with that, they're able to get their products to market instantly um, and then tap into that pay-as-you-go production model, also known as drop shipping, which is amazing <laughs> for those that are just getting started, but not, you know, drop shipping products that um, they're selecting from a catalog or that already exists. They're right. drop shipping products they're that all, they yeah, created like, from yeah. scratch. Um, which is typically unheard of when it comes to working with suppliers um, or manufacturers when it comes to drop shipping. Um, and then, you know, we also have our um, guilt form design marketplace where um, our creators are connected directly with our jewelry cat designers. Um, and, you know, they're going they're able to take these sketches and mm -hmm. turn them into 3D models by simply creating a project um, corresponding via chat. Um, with the jewelry cat designers. And as soon as those jewelry cat designers are completed um, or complete the 3D modeling process, they submit it to through for an approval process, which Guild Form facilitates, monitors, and manage um, to make sure that we have the best quality. So you can design anything, but the question is, can you make it? And, and the next question with that is, can you make it with quality? And so with Guild Form, we ensure <laughs> that these designs are going to be optimized um, to withstand the production process. Um, and so as soon as these designs are completed, uh, guilt form uh, creators are able to approve their designs and at a click of a button, produce their designs based on, you know, whatever materials that they want it to be produced in and also publish their products to Shopify. And I got one more. Yeah, One more. Um, guilt form also um, has its own proprietary ERP, which is an mm -hmm. enterprise resource planning software. Um, we developed this to manage all facets of our production process where um, our production artisans are managing, you know, the production process, routing items from one step of the process to another, quality checking, um, doing all of the things while also giving customers real-time updates on where things are um, in, in the production process. So you can think of this as like the brain of Guild Farm, okay. um, but... Truly, truly, um, you know, a, a tech company yeah. at heart, but also, um, a, you know, a, a 
like really strong like tech enabled manufacturing um, component as well. Um, I think you need really only three things to make any idea a reality. Mm-hmm. You need vision, design, and you need execution. And with Guild Forum, we tie all of those uh, three things together. We bridge the gap for anybody who has a vision, but doesn't know quite yet how to <laughs> turn that vision to a design and how right. to execute it. So we work with them to, to make all of that. And we leverage all of our proprietary technology in order to make these things happen. Yeah, I'm kind of blown away. Like, <laughs> there's so much to digest, but I mean, it's really. Yeah, that was a lot. Really fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I feel like I have to fix the lighting. Just the sun came out, and then I'll, I'll be, I'll be. Give me like two, well, like thirty seconds, and then I'll. Okay. I'll fix it. Yeah, take your time. You know, charisma. You just had like one person needs. All a person needs is like these three things, which are you know vision design and execution for for you um which part of that process did you find most challenging just since uh i feel like anyone can have an idea but not necessarily a vision and then design that that one that one that one's kind of murky and like like what yeah maybe maybe like yeah tell us about design like what what did you kind of want to know about that so um when i i'll actually take you guys back when I started my jewelry brand, um, yep. I had the vision. I knew what I wanted it to be. I had the feeling. It was a vision that um, I could see in my mind and feel in my body. I could, you know, really just like embody this this vision. Um, but turning that vision into a, into a design um, was sometimes challenging. I was making everything by hand, and so if I had a vision of something, an example that I did way back in the day was I made a jewelry collection made from the chemical composition of the tears that we cry. So the tears from our eyes that we cry, um, there was a, um, a study of, um, you know, an artist who took the tears based on the emotions that people were crying and they put them up underneath a microscope. And then each different emotion had a different um, sort of tear composition, uh, chemical composition, but also it looked very interesting underneath this microscope. So I'm sure we've all seen like how, like, you know, just the the, the structures of snowflakes or the structures of water when frozen, things like that. But it, so it was like that. Um, and so there was tears of possibility and hope, tears of release, tears of, um, you know, all of these amazing tears that were um, beautiful and inspiring. And for me, I was able to, you know, tell a story. If I was to make those things by hand, if I wanted to capture these, like the actual chemical composition of tears um, and take those and try to create that by hand, that would be very challenging. And the reason behind that is there's a lot of precision that's involved. And there's a lot of things that I, as a human, um, (laughs) didn't really like, I'm like, I don't know if I can do that. But I leveraged 3D technology to be able to take those um, images and then um, project them through um, extrusions and making them in 3D using Rhino, um, using a CAD modeling software, I was able to turn those chemical compositions of tears into jewelry products. And so that's an example of how one could have a vision and be challenged on how they turn that vision into a design. Um, design isn't like always literal in a sense where, you know, we're designing, for example, a piece of jewelry. It could just be giving that vision form. How do I take this idea and make it into something that could be physical, right? 
um, a representation of this vision. And then the next part would be like the actual execution. How do I create this design with these small details with the level of quality that, um, you know, are, is important to me? Um, and so those are, you know, things like as, a, as an example that I experienced as when I was getting started as a jewelry designer. And so with Guild Form, um, we are really rooted in connecting the, the, the vision to design and execution. So we hope that our creators will come with the vision, right? They have an idea and they know what they want. They may not have it all figured out, um, but yeah. <laughs> with an idea, they're able to get to design and then execution by leveraging our technology, by leveraging our team support, like guilt from guide team, as right. well as our manufacturing operation um, that they can tap into um, you know, no matter where they are without having to invest in their own manufacturing operation. Nice. Yeah. That's, that's like solving the, I guess like somebody just has an idea, but just guiding them, you know, people need guidance. So that's, that's pretty cool. Um, I, I guess like one thing I had to ask you is just like, who, who inspires you, you know? Cause I, th I think like a lot of fashion designers and, and people who are artists, they have um, a unique sense of, like inspiration like did you ever real like did you ever have someone or like who's an artist maybe you know you look up to that that kind of you try to aspire to be like or is that just mm -hmm. you know you just want to chart your own path and you don't really you know, you know I am <laughs> I, that's a great question um i am inspired by the ancient curiosities of the world and visions of the future and so if there was a person that i could say um, inspires me, that would be my higher self. <laughs> that would be the person that I strive to be. Um, and the person that I hope, you know, every, every day I take, take steps into becoming her. Um, but there's so many people that I'm inspired by, um, from, you know, business entrepreneurs, from, um, tech moguls to artists and designers. I mean, like we could sit all day and talk <laughs> about, you know, those that I, you know, that have inspired me and those that have impacted me. Like we, we could talk all day long about it. Um, one thing that I think really drives me um, is, you know, my ability to empower creators all over the world. Um, and so I'm inspired by a lot of things, but what drives me um, and what keeps me going every single day is the fact that, um, you know, we are every day building a platform that allows for thousands of others to start and scale their businesses. And through that, they're able to build generational wealth. They're able to create legacy for themselves. They're able to do what they love. And that's something that's so important. It's a huge responsibility. It requires a great um, deal of responsibility and understanding and respect of that um, opportunity and responsibility that we have. But that's something that truly um, gets me going. It definitely drives me every day to know that um, businesses are building on top of guilt form. And, um, you know, furthermore, they're being empowered by, um, you know, the streamlined all-in-one process and technology. And it's something that keeps me motivated and excited and engaged every single day. Um, I was able through my process of, you know, the ups and downs of, you know, starting my own jewelry company, I was challenged and it was times that I felt like I was a failure. Like I said it, I was like, I'm going to fail if I try to do everything myself. I'm going to fail in the way that I'm doing these things today. 
But um, through that understanding, I was able to turn that obstacle and an opportunity, not only for myself, but for others. And so right. now my learnings, my um, obstacles, my trials and tribulations, I was able to transmute that like an alchemist turning lead into gold um, by creating a, a technology platform that empowers creators all over the world to build the, you know, the world that they want for themselves and to create the company that's going to bring them joy, to create the company that is going to empower them and, um, you know, help them build these things like general, generational wealth and legacy. Right. Yeah. You know, I think you, you know, mentioned inspiration and, and I just had to kind of, I guess like I had to do research before I interview these guests, right? So and I saw you were chilling with Mr. Branson over in the Virgin Islands or his island. Um, how, uh, I don't know, can you kind of just, are you able to describe like your uh, friendship with Richard or just like how you two became, you know, made business partners or you know, just friends? And because I just, you know, he, I, uh, I, I used to go to the Virgin Records store when I was like 12. So <laughs> just, you know. Richard cool is um, an exceptional human being. <laughs> I'll <laughs> say that. Um, it's truly an exceptional um, human being. Um, I, I recently actually spent a week at um, his private home island. Um, and so I'm, I'm assuming that's what you saw um, so, on, yeah. <laughs> on social media. Um, but yeah, we spent a, a week at his private home island um, and, you know, we were able to, you know, really connect on making impact and, you know, sharing stories about Bill Gorman and the power of on-demand manufacturing um, is also connecting with amazing, like the world's leading entrepreneurs, um, making an impact on the world and um, on us as human beings. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Did he tell you how he went to space and all that stuff too, or no? <laughs> yeah, we talked a lot about that. We talked a lot about um, space. Um, there was actually one one moment I'll share. Sure. So I got a um, an, an an invite on my phone. I you know I'm kind of chilling, winding down from I what what we were calling <laughs> island time because it was just like I don't know. It was hard to get a grasp of um the timing on this mm -hmm. island like it was like what time is it? it just feels it was just a lot and so um i'm sort of like winding down i get a text message it says um a whatsapp from richard and it's like hey you're going on a bike tour and want to join and so i'm like yeah a bike <laughs> tour a bike tour sounds super cute i'd love to i'd love to go see you there um and you know he's like 6 a.m and i'm like all right i'm there um, and so 6 a.m. We hit it. We, we start the, the bike tour. And little did I know that that bike tour was going to be the tour to Branson. And okay. <laughs> it was the most intense bike tour. Also known as the tour to Branson of my life. I don't own a bike at home. And so I was not prepared. I was ill-prepared, not fit, like... Yeah, I wouldn't, <laughs> and, I wouldn't be doing it. <laughs> and it was the most intense thing. And Richard, as a 72-year-old um, machine, yeah. um, kicked our butts on this bike ride. He was ahead of the pack. Um, we were all, you know, all young, vibrant, you know, entrepreneurs, a small group of us, but like, you know, he kicked our butts, was the head of the pack. And 
Um, as I, you know, I felt like I was at my lowest in terms of just being physically beat down, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like felt like, like this was an intense bike ride. Mm-hmm. And so I was like beat down and beat down physically. And then that also kind of turned into emotionally. I'm like, oh my God, this is too much. This is a lot. Yeah. I can't breathe. I can't, you know, do all these things. Pinch and, me, am I dreaming? <laughs> right. And I'm like, this is so much. Um, and one of the things that, um, one of the things that Richard shared with, with me as we were, you know, up, uphill on this very steep mountainous um, island view, it's intense. But uh, what he shared with me was something that I think a gem that he, you know, that kept him going, kept him inspired um, on his journey for, you know, getting to outer space. And it was when you feel like you are about to give up and when you feel like you're like about done and wherever it is that you're trying to achieve, whether it's business, whether it's this bike ride, whether it's getting the outer space, understand that you have only tapped into 10% of your abilities. And so I was like, what? I'm only at 10%? I can't breathe. (laughs) I am struggling. I cannot feel my legs. Like all of us are here. Just like, you know, we are not, you know. And so one one of the things that, you know, a a big takeaway is is, um, that everything is mindset. And so, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, especially with, you know, the, the name of the podcast, being, being rooted, you know, being rooted in mindset is all mindset. And so that was one of the things that it was, it was, it was a amazing experience because I was beat down to get to that understanding, like beat down physically mm-hmm. um, and was just like, I don't know, um, cracked wide open um, to receive that message. And it was then at that moment that I, you know, started to ask myself, and in what areas, not only on this bike ride, am I, you know, feeling like I'm tapped, but only reached, you know, that 10% of what my um, ability is. And that was like his gem or like his, you know, secret motivation to, you know, keeping him inspired throughout his journey. Um, and that was something that, you know, he, he shared with me. And I think that's one of the things that, um, I will always, 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 um, you know, just keep with me in terms of, you know, remembering, uh, when things get hard, things are going to get hard. Things are going to get challenging. They're going to get real messy. Um, especially if you're on a bike ride with (laughs) with Richard Branson. Um, but that's one of the things that, um, you know, at, that I will always keep with me is understanding that everything is mindset. Um, and sure. when you feel like giving up, understand that you got 90% left in you. Uh, yeah. And so go, go, go the full mile. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, just, I guess doing me doing like a case study on entrepreneurship and people who like you, some of you founders of companies that are attempting big um, changes in the world or just, you know, you know, it's, you know, from the smallest end of the spectrum to, to the large end of the spectrum, I think that um, even the idea to try and then, you know, get, get something rolling. And I guess me for, you know, trying to be a, a uh, what do you call it? A ranked podcaster or something like that. Um, it's just such a thing. Like, do, I guess like one or two more questions before we, let, we kind of get towards the end here. But like when, when you um, look at, financial projections that either you make or you know the vc makes or an investor would make or you know anything like that and you 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 realize that you have um 
you know, you, you're the one who's going to create all this wealth or, you know, revenue. Do you, do you think that that kind of, um, is that pressure like negative for you? Or like, do you feel like that pressure is just, um, just an expectation and you, you have, you just believe you can meet it through hard work and, uh, uh, you know, a lot of effort. Um, mm-hmm. because I think like with me, like, uh, having all these plans and like, they do make sense. Like the, the boxes check, but the thing is like, um, as you kind of mentioned, like entrepreneurship is like uh, peaks and valleys and, and like all that, like, do you find that that's like the hardest part for you just trying to meet these revenue goals or is it just, uh, you I think maybe the hardest part is just the mindset, right? Like it's not even mm-hmm. the, <laughs> not even the work, it's the mindset. It's like, so what do you do? Like to, to guess, like, help you have a good mindset to, to work on your company and yeah like what what helped me think um balance and having a good mindset um i i think that um i i practice um i practice mindfulness mm-hmm. um and i i practice like just oh sorry harold let me yeah you ran out of battery uh, too or? yeah i just started it's plugged in but hold on sorry <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, yeah, no what helps me keep um, what helps me stay motivated and keep a mind, a, you know, a, a healthy mindset while um, building guilt form um, and scaling guilt form is just like overall like mindfulness, um, being present um, and and practicing mindfulness on a daily basis. Um, so I mentioned before that things are going to get challenging, challenging. They do get challenging. The, the, the journey mm-hmm. gets rough. And so, um, to just like keep going or being able to, to, to withstand that and have that level of resilience, it does take, um, a strong mindset and a mindset in, in my, in my perspective is something that is evolved, that it can evolve, right? It can um, change and improve over time. And so not focusing on perfection, but focusing on progress. I think one of the, the biggest things is, um, just having a level of awareness, um, and understanding mm-hmm. of where you are, and where you are right now, um, whether it's like personally or with your business, right? So having that under like, that true awareness, um, is I think really, really key. But also, again, going back to what I just said is like focusing on progress, not perfection, um, I think will will help you get there um, toward whatever goal, however uh, grandiose that it might be. Like, you know, I think that we're built to to make some incredible things happen. Right. And in order to to do that. Um, there is a, a little bit of an overcoming that we have to do. And that overcoming is it, it, it is usually overcoming ourselves. So if right. you think about, if you ask yourself, what, what can get in my way of, you know, um, whatever goal it is that you're facing. If you go into all of the things, like if you name a goal and you say, this is my goal. And then you ask yourself, what is, what's going to stop me? Nine times out of 10, your answer is going to be myself. And so to, to have a healthy practice, to make sure that you can overcome yourself um, throughout that journey, um, it's, it's going to um, really pay off in, I think, in the long run. Yeah, yeah. And I, I uh, what do you call that? I, um, 
just piggyback on what you're saying like i i, I uh I support your statement. <laughs> so no, that's awesome. Uh, we're coming, I guess, towards the closing part of the podcast here, but I think, you know, you, you do have a, uh, what do you call it? Pearls of wisdom that um, you're dropping. So thank you for that stuff. I think like, yeah, actually, yeah. Like not even just only for listeners, but like for me included, like uh, that literature brand, something that's something that I'm going to have to have to uh, revisit if I, I do, you know, feel like, um, I am lacking motivation or just, I don't know, need a inspirational talk or something like that. So that's, that's awesome. Um, but the last couple questions here, Charisma, are um, what we gen- generally ask are, uh, so the first one is, um, if you were to give advice to yourself, uh, your 20-year-old self, uh, knowing what you know now, what would you say to her? Mm, that's a great question. I would tell young 20-year-old Charisma to keep going. You got this, girl. <laughs> keep Sweet. going yeah um i think that um I just like as my my young 20 year old self we all navigate with like um self-doubt or yeah. you know all those things and so i would just tell myself like you got it you are it <laughs> you are her keep you are that girl keep going i think it yeah um i think one 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 question that kind of just kind of popped in my head was uh what do you like what's like the long-term goal for, for go for, I know you, you, uh, your current goals are like to, to empower the creators and, and get them to use your platform and really just grow from there. But like, I guess like personally, um, as a CEO of a business, like what, what do you think is one of the highest things that you guys want to do or just, and it doesn't have to be related to money, but just, I guess like art wise or like, you know, um, change the change in the world that you want to see like that type of stuff yeah um we want to be a global leader in empowering creators nice that's that's awesome no i i think that's the great goal so <laughs> the last question here is um uh charisma if you were to articulate your personal startup mindset uh what would you say that is mm, my personal startup mindset um is rooted in resilience Mm-hmm. Um, it is rooted in, um, you know, if you fail, get up and try again. Um, it's rooted in continuous improvement. It's rooted in understanding of, you know, who you are and uh, who you want to, who you want to be, where you strive to be, and also rooted in the understanding that you can take steps today to be becoming, to become the exact person that you want to be. All you have to do is take the step that, you know, your future self would take, and then you'll ultimately meet her there at the end. Um, and so that would be my, my startup mindset that I would share. I dig it. No, that's awesome. I mean, I, I, you know, can't say enough about what you guys are doing and, and uh, just how like impressive it is and, you know, how much more you get. I'm, I'm really excited about what you guys are working towards. So that's, that's awesome. Uh, last part here is how do i guess people learn more about you and guild form um if they want to be a user or uh, refer to a friend or just you know how, mm-hmm. how, how can they do that yeah um they can find us at guildform.com um and that's g-i-l-d-f-o-r-m.com um they also can follow us on uh, social media um at guildform um and you know just feel free to reach out um they can shoot us an email hello at guildform.com um and yeah we really looking forward to to powering uh, the next amazing uh creator so look us up 
Thank you. Yeah, yeah.